Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hi there, hello there, hey there. Sort of a different thing. Two of these episodes in a week. Trying to make up for some of the weeks that uh, they kind of went and came and went by. But I wanted to make sure to get these two great interviews about the uh, athletics at Botkins out before I hit the road for a couple of days with the family and uh, everything gets crazy next week. Big show next week. We'll talk about high school football as that kicks off. But it's about soccer and volleyball today. And uh, Padraig Murphy, the uh, boys' former assistant coach now, still feels weird to say, is the girls' soccer coach at Botkins. Padraig was nice enough to uh, join me. We'll talk all about his program and how he's trying to help put a mark on the uh, Shelby County League and the uh, leagues all around Northwest Ohio. And Trisha Dietz, back home in Botkins, a new volleyball coach, talks all about her young ladies, her program, where she's been, where the program's going, and so much more in just a couple of minutes. But first, as we always do, a look around the area. News and notes, the biggest thing I can say, big congratulations to Ryan Yanks from Perry. Not only a uh, terrific athlete, but a terrific young man. He's going to uh, pursue a, a career at the D3 football level at Ohio Northern University. That came out this week. Uh, that's a heck of a get for Northern and uh, a great fit for him as well. Taking a look at a lot of uh, golf in this show. Start out with a congratulations to St. Mary's boys. They win the Auglaise County Championship with the uh, team score of 320 to open up the year. More golf coming up in a second in the boys and girls variety. But if you get a chance, whether it's on Twitter or on their website at hometownstations.com, uh, check out the football previews. That Tyler Katie and Jason are doing. They've worked hard to get pretty much every team in a seven county area and try to figure out who is who and what is what. Uh, they are doing a great job putting those together, and I have enjoyed uh, quite a few of them. A lot of the uh, coaches and players have been or will be on this show, and uh, I love seeing the massive amount of work that goes into those uh, pay off. And don't forget about the Black Swamp edition of the uh, football magazine, over 200 pages. And it includes next week's guest on this show, Tyler Leopold. The Ottawa Glendorf tackle and the uh, future Akron Zip was nice enough to spend some time talking to me. I thought it would be nice to play it next week during the uh, kickoff of football and concentrate on the other sports that deserve just as much pub today. Speaking of, tennis. Last night, Lima Central Catholic girls just kind of continue to roll on. They beat Elida 5-0 to open up the year. Girls golf yesterday, Versailles at Stillwater Valley Country Club, a place I don't think that I'm allowed. Ben Logan takes first. Versailles finishes second, four shots behind. Fort Loramie finishing in third. Ladies also up in defiance. Lima Central Catholic ran away from Wauseon and Hicksville. 56 shots in a team score of 335, led by Bridget Mulcahy. She shot a 77, was flanked by her teammates Emma Mayers and Carly Van Meter in second and third place. Switch to the boys' side of the stick, supporting Invitational. Won by the Kalana Wildcats. They beat Brian in a fifth-man score, but it was a tiebreak to win the Paulding Invite after both teams shot a 312. Then it goes Swanton, Montpelier, Wasion on the top five. Ryan Klausing, RK, with a 71 to win. I joked during baseball season, he's a hell of a golfer. He's an okay baseball player, and he agreed. So it's okay, but uh, congratulations to him and to uh, Kaleida Golf for what they've been doing. They're looking to uh, get themselves back to state for, I believe, it would be a fifth straight year. A couple of days ago, Audeville 
Finished third at the first annual Fort Loramie Invitational, who, by the way, I don't know who put this together, but the Fort Loramie Invitational in its first year has the best trophies ever because they have what look like little wrestling John Cena belts. Uh, just amazing. St. Mary's finished fourth, Fort Loramie fifth, and a sixth. Audeville had a busy week. They uh, won the Delphus Country Club Invitational, says their head coach, in Keith Newtendorf, in the email that he sent me, by 13 shots over Delphus St. John's. He also had uh, Delphus Jefferson and uh, Ford Jennings in that group. St. John's had the top overall placer. Jack Gerker shot a 74 to uh, win all things Delphus Country Club Invitational. Also, the Mercer County Invitational. Coldwater beat St. Henry by eight shots. Salina finished third. Marion Local fourth. Parkway fifth. Fort Recovery sixth. It was Sammy Kesters who uh, won the overall. He got a 74 to win that one by five shots. A little bit of football news. Fort Loramie was originally supposed to play Jefferson Township in, I believe it's week six on September 24th. That got canceled. They're now playing Eden at Eden. Uh, The OHSAA came out with their own news this week about the uh, state tournament venues. Golf will take place. The uh, OSU Golf Club, North Star Golf Club, Girls Tennis goes to the uh, Linder Family Tennis Center in Mason. Field Hockey goes to Thomas Worthington High School. Cross Country, same place it was last year, goes to Fortress Obets. They also throw in Memorial Park in Columbus. Uh, They haven't decided where soccer is going to be. I don't know if that's because of Old Crew Stadium or the New Crew Stadium, uh, trying to figure out the logistics of that. It's not that far away. It's only two and a half months. Volleyball returns uh, to Wright State University in the Nutter Center. Football. Stays at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton up there on the hill where they had the uh, Cowboys and the Steelers play. Just a terrible game a couple of nights ago. But if you are a Cowboys fan or if you just like football, uh, turn on HBO if you get it or HBO Go. I absolutely uh, enjoy the Cowboys being a part of uh, that program every year that they are. Uh, this one's no different between Dak and Zeke. Go to the winter sports. The uh, Brandon Auditorium in Canton will have swimming and diving. Gymnastics will go to Hilliard Bradley High School while bowling continues at Wayne Webb's Columbus Columbus Bowl. Ice hockey, the NWA in Columbus, home of the Blue Jackets. Wrestling at the Schottenstein Center. That's a big one for that competition to be all at one place. Unlike last year, I believe it was at three different scattered around the Columbus area. And I know... <laughs> My uh, friends in the media did not like that whatsoever. Girls and boys basketball, of course, stays at the University of Dayton Arena. Then you get into the spring. The Linder Family Tennis Center hosts the girls in the fall. They host the boys in the spring. They haven't figured out lacrosse, track and field, or baseball. Softball will take place, as it usually does, at Firestone Stadium in Akron. I hope that baseball is back in Akron as well. It's such a great place to uh, call a game and to just – be around baseball while that's going on. No more beautiful place for that level in the state of Ohio. Utah Jazz, Elias Dakota Mathias playing well. He had 11 points, I believe I saw the other night in a game. And uh, Jared Hoyne swinging the sticks back in Korea. That's pretty much what I uh, have for news and notes. It's not a big week. Everything's sort of back-ending this week, getting ready to uh, get started in the next couple of days. And then uh, next week, get full gear. Got a, a lot of games to cover. We talked about high school football on pretty much every uh, venue you can find. I, I've got St. Mary's next Friday night when they travel to London to take on the Red Raiders. 
Looking forward to that. Red Raiders with a young man going to Indiana, playing linebacker. They've also got a state championship wrestler at running back and uh, see what Bo Fry's group can do for those Rough Riders. A uh, lot of things going on. A big game, though, too. Columbus Grove and Pandora Bo will be on Z Sports Live. That's going to be a big one. Spencerville and Z Sports 3. Support high school sports. Doesn't matter what sport it is. I know it's getting expensive, but trust me, for those kids, it's worth it. I hope that you do. I hope you enjoy this show. We'll talk about Botkins volleyball and Botkins girls soccer when we come back here on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kitzel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on American Road, Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and we'll be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Sometimes in life, some of the cool stories that you're told to be able to give to other people are the ones that other people tell you, and that's kind of how this comes up. Trisha Dietz, the new Botkins volleyball head coach, and my favorite part of the story is it's a homecoming for you. That's a really cool thing not a lot of people get. Yeah, I uh, lead black, white, and gold. Um, I've lived here my whole life, and uh, Botkins is, is uh, absolutely my hometown and I support every sport and it's just a, honestly a dream come true to come back and um, coach the sport I love. So <laughs> it's, it's been really fun so far. Um, definitely super busy all the time. The girls that I have right now is really, I can't say making it easy, but in the same time making it easy because they're such great kids that um, I don't have to ever worry about that side of the thing. So <laughs> it's really awesome. Um, my whole, fa- honestly, my husband, my kids were totally at all the basketball games. We're whatever sporting events happening, we're supporting those, the Bakken Trojans. So it's just a fun, a fun town. And you know, everyone here is supportive too, is awesome. <laughs> Well, it helps, too, that those basketball games were a lot of fun during uh, the last season. Oh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> and that's such a cool ride, but, I mean, it's also kind of a weird thing because you're still kind of coming off the back of, for a lot of the season, you can only have X amount of people and you can only do certain things, but it sort of opened up as the tournament went on. I, I getting to do that state finals weekend, am so happy 
that so many Botkins people were able to be there. I mean, that just had to be the first of all, the town had to be empty. Second of all, it had to be such a cool atmosphere on the fan side. Yeah, it was, it was so much fun. And just to have a state title now just brings a whole new atmosphere, I think to the gym. Um, so it was, it was awesome. Well, and it's, Interesting, too, because, I mean, obviously, look at how you kind of come to be in terms of this whole thing. And once upon a time, with a different name, all of the uh, school records say your name on it. And you uh, go, you play D1 uh, at Duquesne, and, and you have that experience. What was getting out of, I guess, as they would say it, small-town Botkins like for the first time like that? Honestly, it was a challenge. Um to go in the middle of Pittsburgh um, and to come from a town where everyone knows everyone and everyone's supportive of everyone. And then you go downtown Pittsburgh and nobody knows, nobody knows you. You have to kind of create a whole new name for yourself and, and earn that respect. Um, And it was, it was definitely a challenge uh, for sure. But um, the volleyball aspect was absolutely fantastic. Well, I figure that's both good news and bad news being from a small town because nobody will tell you that they used to babysit you when you were two years old while you're just trying <laughs> yep. to sit down and eat Pramati Brothers. Right. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's like the best thing. Could I just eat this and then I'll come back to you? Right. <laughs> it is funny, though. I mean, because it's such a different world, uh, my wife and I are actually taking uh, our baby there this weekend to see her family in to just think, you know, how different for me being from Spencerville to, you know, when my baby's a little bit older of explaining to her, um, you can't wave at everybody. Not everybody knows you down here. <laughs> yep, that's for sure. And as a freshman going to Duquesne, you're not allowed to have a car because it's downtown Park. I mean, it's downtown Pittsburgh. So uh, you go from Bakken's knowing everyone, this small town, everyone's supportive, to being dropped off in the middle of Pittsburgh, nowhere to go except for campus life and and that's how it was but I lived in the gym so it was (laughs) it was a comfortable place at least it made it a shorter commute right (laughs) well it's it's crazy because you know you look at the way that Bakken's volleyball has been and Brian Trego for the last 20 years and I mean that's that's also uh, obviously got to be a big thing for you to ascend now to be the head of that program oh yeah absolutely um, coach Trigo, I mean, he coached me and then I coached alongside of him. He was a great person. He's a great mentor and I still go to him all the time and ask questions and he's still leading me the way. And, uh, with this being my first year, I always, I kept telling him that the first of everything, the first of everything, it's so nerve wracking. He, and he's, he's right there cheering me on. And, um, I, I honestly wouldn't be able to do this without him. I'm constantly asking him one question or another. So he's, <laughs> even though he's not labeled the head coach anymore, he's still, he's still helping me out and he's still right there with me and answering any questions that I have. So when you get your yearly paycheck for coaching, he's going to send you a bill. <laughs> that, that would be okay. <laughs> he's just to say, uh, you know, we're going to have to work on a percentage here, I think. Right. Right. Um, it, it's, it's kind of crazy though, because, I've heard coaches say that when they start and who have been very good in their field that I know all this stuff. I know how these defenses work. I know how to approach this. It's just sometimes 
how do I get it from my brain through my mouth to their brains? Yep. And that's, I I would imagine that's got to be a little bit of a challenge because it's, especially with uh, the younger girls, I would think, because I know you guys are very into the youth program of explaining, okay, the concept of what you want to run defensively and, and just kind of being able to, to finesse that a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, with the, the girls that I have right now on the varsity level, I'm able to tell them, Hey, we're going to run a man up defense or we're going to run a rotational defense. And they, for the most part, know what I'm talking about. But when I go any lower, they are like, what in the world (laughs) are you talking about? So I have, so, um, one thing that I, I love to do is I love to play. So i physically show them this is where you need to go this is where you're covering and this is your responsibility at this point so then they I I feel like some people are just visual learners too so if they see somebody doing it or if they see me telling them you know this is where you're going this is where you're going next and then we have to move on um I, I think that's been really helpful to them to be able to demonstrate and show them what I'm expecting that begs the question, if there's a uh, you win or I win scenario, are you letting them win or are you using that as a teaching point of, you know, it's possible someone's going to be better than you and you have to try to beat them? Yeah, um, my girls will 100% tell you that I never let them win. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just really not in me to... <laughs> it's to like I could hit it soft, but I'm, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> No, um, there's times where I'll let up a little bit, but I, I don't like to lose. So, <laughs> uh, they, they would, they would call my bluff if I told you that I let them win every now and again. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of a setup because from everything that I had read and everything that everyone had said about you, I, I kind of figured that was going to be the answer. <laughs> yep. I just tell them it's a coaching technique. Right. <laughs> like you don't know that yep. that's not true. That's right. <laughs> Until one of them, you know, gets their own coaching job years later, and they're like, wait a second. Yep. She might have been lying about that. <laughs> yep. I'll I, let them find that out. <laughs> I have seen uh, through Twitter one of the handful of uh, things that you guys do. Are you guys still going to do the flocking fundraiser? So we did that last year. We tried it a couple times this year. Um, we might have went into that a little early. Um but we definitely still have the flamingos. So if anybody's up for flocking, we, we are, we have so much fun doing that and making their yard decorated. So, well, <laughs> um, but yeah, if anybody know, wants to do that, we all, you just kind of, and the, the end, end of it is, is you go around and put a bunch of pink flamingos in people's yard. How did, how did that come about? You know, I honestly don't know how that came about. Um, Coach Trigo started that and, I, I don't know where he where he even heard about that, but I totally loved the idea, and it was so fun going around and putting all the flamingos in people's yards and seeing where they were going to lie to next. <laughs> I would imagine that somebody made him mad, and he heard about when you go around and put plastic forks in their yard, and he just took it to a whole different level. That might have been it. I don't know. <laughs> I always thought it begs the question of who made him mad enough that he used free labor for his program as a – training exercise to have them just go do that right and the girls they they have so much fun doing it too so it's it's honestly a win-win-win for us we 
to have fun doing it and it looks super fun in people's yards and <laughs> for you so yeah yeah <laughs> well, not everyone so much else for them. gets to laugh out it <laughs> right yeah. right the neighbors everyone think else it's has hilarious. Right. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is kind of crazy. You sit less than two weeks away from your season opener at Temple Christian on the 24th. As you look now, you've got obviously a handful of practices left, but how are you feeling going into your first season? We are so excited. Um, I'm, of course, nervous with all firsts of everything, so I'm anxiously and it's anxiously excited and nervous all at the same time. It's just a bundle of emotions. We're preparing every day. Um, we're in this gym. We're working hard. Um, we had a scrimmage last week against Bell Fountain. We have a scrimmage coming up this week. Um, it's actually a quad scrimmage for LCC and Sonia and Houston um, here at Bakken. So we are preparing. We are working hard. Um, and we're just excited to see where all of this hard work is going to take us this season. With the way that the Shelby County League is laid out, you play everybody home and away. Is that is there an advantage to that? Is it easier or harder? I mean, obviously you have you know a team like Fort Loramie twice on your schedule. It, it really, I've always wondered how coaches view that of having to play a team twice. You know, I've never um, thought of it that way because that's all I've ever known. So um, I feel like it's a wash situation they have to come here and we have to go there so we're it's a wash situation who can show up that day and and perform and come out with the win my wife always makes fun of me because she's from uh, the cleveland area where they do stuff like that in the shelby county league around here is pretty much the only one that does it and it seems like it's a natural thing to her whereas it's weird to me because we play once you get maybe all of your conference depending on the sport and you're done yeah I, I did see, though, that the schedule makers didn't do you guys any favors towards the end of the year. Six of your last eight away. Yeah. It just, sometimes it just falls like that. And, I mean, next year, probably six of the end, last games will be home. So, it's just one of those years where the last six is away. So, it's, it is what it is. We're going to show up and, and uh, work hard and hopefully get that win. Well, I, uh, I look forward to seeing what you guys can do this year. And it just amazingly 12 days from now yep we're we're so excited to because we, we've these girls have been working hard since february and and i'm so proud of them and we're just we're just ready to go well as you say that looking at your program what are kind of new things to your program that you bring this year well we um we actually started a youth clinic in march which i was super excited about um we did all ages so it was kindergarten through junior high um i loved it i um it was a totally new energy in the gym so that was really cool um and then we also did a summer league for varsity um that we were involved in and um got a lot of good touches and good experience with that um then we went to cedar point which we've been doing um in the past i think we went the last one or two years to that. Um, and that was varsity only as well. Um, we took 13 girls for, for that. Um, and that was a blast. We had a ton of fun and we played a ton of games in two days. So that was great experience for all of them. Um, and then also in the summer we did another youth camp, uh, just a youth summer camp, which was 
a good fun energy in the gym. And then all of the high school players helped out with that too. So they got to get in on the, all of that fun too. <laughs> but that was, so that's um, some of the new stuff that we've kind of started up. Um, just some new energy and bringing the youth into things was a change for us. I'm curious about, you got to bring down one of the Toledo assistants when you opened up uh, about 10 days ago or so. But, I mean, how was that in terms of getting the girls to maybe see things a little bit different, you know, how somebody else might approach it versus maybe what you want them to do? Oh, the the Toledo camp was awesome. They were there for three days. We had Coach Evan Intel um, and Coach um, Beth, and I can't, her last name's, slipping my mind right now but um they were there for three days and just to hear different verbiage they gave us different drills to try and work on um and to continue throughout the season the girls really um connected with them and they they learned so much just in those three days it was awesome to have have them come into Bakken's and and work with the the girls i'm guessing it's bethany Locken that you're meaning yes that was it yep that was her <laughs> Thank God yep. for Google. Um, yes. <laughs> but it is kind of funny because you meet so many people and you're like, okay, I know how they introduced themselves to me. What was their actual name? Yeah. And they both were so like, I, I know for the girls, sometimes it's intimidating to have a college coach come into the gym and they were so relatable and they were so laid back, but yet pushed the girls. So it was very nice to see that the girls were being coachable. They weren't, you know, on their heels, they were totally in locked in and, and ready to learn. So that was really nice. We talked about this kind of a little bit. I alluded to about the Shelby County league and how you play the round Robin. Uh, how do you see the league kind of playing out this year? Um, well, our conference is always honestly a tough conference, but that's the way we like it. Um, we're kind of right in the heart of great volleyball. And that's, I mean, it's great to be a part of that. Um, as far as our team goes, I've been kind of stressing to the team that um, in conference this year, we're really focused on our side of the net. Um, the only concern um, that we are concerned about is what's going on on our side of the net. We're going to make adjustments along the way, but if we take care of the things that we're doing as individuals and we're doing our individual job, then I keep telling the girls that good things will happen. So we're really going to stay focused as on our side of the net, um, on what we're doing, making sure that our fundamentals are correct, making sure we're in the right spots at the right time, and um, really just focused on our side of the net. So we're we're excited. Um, like I said, our our conference is a really tough conference, and we're excited to be a part of it. And um, we're going to do our job and work hard and see what happens. I think that if if we continue working as hard as we are now, that will surprise a lot of a lot of teams but we're only worried about ourselves and we're going to go into each game focusing on our ourselves so who are some of the girls that you have on this year's team that uh, stand out to you or you think are going to make a big impact people are going to know as the season goes on so this year we have five seniors um and that would be Ainsley Munger last year she played libero but she is such a well-rounded player um she's definitely a leader on the court so I act I have her playing um outside hitter and back row um so she's going to play six rotations for us I have Ivy Fote 
Um, she's, uh, she has hops for days. She flies out of the gym and it's, she, she brings a great energy to the court as well. She's going to play middle for us. Um, I have Holly Beeler and Peyton Zimfer both running, um, right sides, but honestly they are people who I look at and I'm, I can throw them in any position on the court when I need them. Um, Haley Barhorst is our fifth senior. She has really played outside, middle, and right side. This year I had her playing outside a little bit in, at Cedar Point Camp. Um, she played some right side as well. Unfortunately, she went down with an injury, so she's kind of been on the ice game and <laughs> that kind of thing. But she's definitely being a good sport, and she's on the sideline always cheering the girls on and everything. So um, hopefully we're going to see her come back. But then um, after that, we have five juniors, too. Um, that would be Leah Steinke. Uh, she's a returning starter for varsity from last year. She's going to be an outside hitter, back row, um, kind of does it all. Um, we have Trace Hendrickson. Uh, she's a middle hitter. She, um, she She's really coming along. She has, last year, I, I, I kept telling Coach Trigo that she has the giraffe-like um, instinct. So everything kind of looked wild and she was just growing into her long body, but she's starting to figure it all out. And she's just a, a great kid to be around. Um, I have Mallory Gabo, who's also a junior. Um, last year, she actually ran a five one as a setter on my JV team. And this year I have her as a libero. Um, she's going to play libero for, for varsity. Uh, she's, filling in that spot very nicely and taking that role on. Um, and then I have Gabby Griffith and Natalia Wiley. Um, they're both DSs. Uh, they, they step into the, the back row with confidence and I, I'm, I have total confidence in them as well. Um, followed by that, I have three sophomores, uh, Kylie Mack, who honestly is just a big front row presence. She plays, I have her right now playing right side. She brings a huge block, and I really like that. Um, she also can bring some offense, so that's really nice to have as a right side, which you don't always get. Um, but she can also swing outside in middle, so honestly, wherever I need her, she's ready to roll. Um, then I have Janelle Platfoot. She's running, I'm doing a 5-1 uh, offense with her, so she's going to run six rotations, um, and she's she's doing great. I keep getting on her about being a leader and kind of bossing people around up there because that's her job, but she's, she's starting to come, come out of her shell a little bit and, and starting to boss people around, which is kind of funny to watch. But then I have Caitlin Barhorst. Um, Caitlin played outside for me last year on JV. She's moving up and she's doing great. She's, um, swinging, uh, right side, a little bit of outside and serve receive. And then, um, she also plays a little bit of back row and her platform's really nice. So she's a well-rounded player as well. And then, um, I have one freshman, Jana Metz, who is doing a little bit of both. So I have her, um, honestly, I'm wanting her to get as much experience this year as possible. And she is, um, setting a five one for JV and then coming up and helping the varsity out at times as well. So we have a, a full roster of a lot of great girls that are just going hard and I'm super proud of them. We should, we should do great things this year. Who's more excited for the season to get started? You or them? 
<laughs> I think a little bit of both. I'm really, really excited in case you can't tell. <laughs> but uh, I, I think they're I think they're just as excited as I am. I mean, their energy in the gym is, I can tell, is going crazy too. It's probably so. a little bit of you rubbing off on them. <laughs> well, that's as, as a coach, I hope that's part of my job because... <laughs> Right. Otherwise, we, it's a whole yeah, to. it's a whole thing. Well, yep. thank you so much for doing this. I, I wish you girls the best of luck this year. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That's a little bit of a look into uh, Bakken's volleyball. More when we come back. Dove award-winning band Sidewalk Profits is bringing their great big family reunion tour to your area. Don't miss this night full of the hit songs you love and an unforgettable live concert experience. Sidewalk Profits, great big family reunion tour this summer. Premium ticket options available. Visit SidewalkProfits.com to secure your tickets today. As we continue to get ready for the fall, we talk about the Botkins girls soccer program and uh, Coach Padraig Murphy. It's in an interesting time to kind of take over a program after everything that happened kind of off the field just to get to last season, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, last season. So I was an assistant coach for the boys team last season, and it was definitely, there were a lot of obstacles with everything going on. Um, so this year it's a little bit, easier things have been a little bit more lax but now you got the different things coming in to where there's still some questions about where we're headed and all of that but we're getting there and the girls have done a pretty good job of you know being being adaptable to changes and anything we have going on well it's not a bad year last year nine six and two overall three and three in the west ohio soccer league obviously everybody always chasing the same teams up top and Anna and Layman Catholic, but I mean, it's kind of an experienced group in that they've been able to play those teams, uh, maybe not how you would like, but uh, right in the middle of the conference, sort of feeling like everything's building on the way up. Correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I've, I saw the Layman game. I didn't see that one in person last year, but I've seen it on YouTube and from what I've seen, the girls hung in there pretty well in the first half and in the second half, you know, that's when good teams kind of separate. They have the conditioning, they have the stamina and all that stuff. And Layman, Layman definitely looked a lot more fit. Um, and the Botkins girls just looked kind of gassed at that point. And so Layman kind of separated themselves towards the second half there. Um, Anna's are the powerhouse right now that's still left in the conference with Layman moving on. But um, they're definitely the ones that, Everybody's going to be gunning for. Um, obviously, we understand last year was, I believe, a 4 nothing loss to them. So there's a lot of work yet to do. Um, but I think the girls are more than ready to take a step forward this year and let people know, hey, we're not going to get pushed around anymore. This is a different team now. Um, this is a different program now. We're going to come out and we're going to try go after wins every single night. Well, as you kind of look at that, you alluded to Lehman Catholic and about the uh, dominoes that are kind of taking place a little further south than, say, uh, Allen and Auglaise County. I mean, do you see that sort of continuing from everything that you're able to look at? Or, I mean, is that we hope it's sort of the last domino and everybody maybe stays put for a little bit? To be honest, I, I really haven't put too much thought into it as far as I'm concerned with this being my first year 
every focus has pretty much been, let's get the girls ready to take on what we have in front of us this year. Um, I'm sure in the off season, I'll start to think about that stuff quite a bit more. Um, once I got some free time and time on my own to kind of go over things, but right now we're just, we're solely focused on this year and with Layman not there, Anna's the one that we've, we've kind of marked on our calendar. You know, this is an opportunity to make a statement, whether it's a win or it's just not getting manhandled like they were last year. Um, keeping it closer, letting Anna know, hey, we're coming the next few years. So um, I think that's kind of where we're at right now is just kind of keeping the focus on this season. I know a lot of coaches, when they take over a program, before they even get to anything ball-related, the soccer ball in this case, will maybe sit a team down and kind of try to challenge them to think differently mentally. Was that something for you, or was it just, all right, I know you play soccer, we just have to get you to kind of do your best and and be kind of what we want? Yeah, there are some mental things, some mental hurdles that they had to get over um, the first few times that they ran a session with me. Um, I, I expect a lot, especially out of my back line. They're starting to figure that out right now. Um, I don't like to sub out my back line. I expect them to be conditioned enough to play an entire 80 minute game. If I have to sub them out, I will, but that's something I prefer not to do. Um, and there, I harp on them a lot more than the other positions just because that's kind of where my background is, is defensive oriented. So they've, they've started to understand, you know, I'm not just harping just for the sake of it. Like it's, it's because I truly believe that they have the ability to take it to a next level. I told them the other night, I said, if it, if I'm yelling at you, it's a good thing because it means that I have enough confidence in you that you have the ability there. I wouldn't waste my time yelling if I didn't think that we had if there was a purpose to it, like if there wasn't, if nothing was going to happen because of it, I wouldn't even waste my time doing that. So, um, the girls are finding out pretty quick that things are a little different now. Last year, from what I've gathered was pretty lax in terms of practices and how things were run during games and everything. So it is a, it is a little bit different for them, but I have a good group of girls. They're all very mature. Um, they understand that this is kind of, a second job. So I'm not a soccer aficionado, but yep. if uh, if I understand aggregate scoring correctly, because of that special year that you guys had last year, and that you were an assistant for the boys program, if things aren't going well, you could you get to utilize at least what like 20 of those goals from last year. Uh, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I, there's, I don't know that that's a rule, but I feel like it should be. No, I mean, if you want to advocate for that for me, I'd be plenty, plenty fine with that. But I can tell you right um, now, soccer offices are not returning my calls. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, um, tell them yeah, stop I mean, calling. We, I, I don't think we're going to have an issue with goal scoring this year, honestly. Um, obviously, last year we had a girl that had 24, 25 goals. Um, so clearly she's got goal scoring background we have some other girls that are ready to take that next step up um and some other girls that are ready to kind of prove that hey i'm now in high school too it's my time well 
again, I, I really can't do anything to help you out, but I'm pretty sure that uh, when you guys came to my alma mater at Memorial Field last year that they might still be out there scoring goals. I think Zane Paul had six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, um, they they had a lot of talent with that group. I know um, they had worked, most of those seniors had played together since they were real little. So you build a, a lot of chemistry that way. You learn each other's ticks and makes it a lot easier um, during games. You don't really have to talk too much because you, you pretty much know what the other one's going to do. So. Well, speaking of that, as an assistant last year, the way that that team goes as far as they go, I mean, how much do you learn uh, with that group or did you even have to say anything in terms of, you know, maybe how to approach something a little bit differently, a bounce here or whatever, than uh, maybe that you could carry over this year? Yeah, I mean, there's times last year where there'd be somebody on that team that would, you know, take it a little bit easy because they just expect things to come to them sometimes because they've had so so much success that you get a little bit complacent when you're not challenged as much. Well, I'll Um, take your word for it. I've never been that good. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, there's opportunities during games where you have an opportunity to take somebody on you should have enough confidence in, and you should know that you're better than them. You've got to take them on. You've got to start putting the pressure on the other team. It's fine to pass around and get your other teammates involved, but if you have the opportunity to take somebody on that can, you know, not hang with you at all, then that makes it easier for your teammates because now you've passed that person and you've drawn another defender away who was marking somebody else. So there are opportunities especially with the girls this year, whether they have the ball or not, just making runs doesn't always have to be for you to receive the ball. A lot of times it's to set your, set your teammates up to receive the ball or set your teammates up to now have a lane to dribble in. Um, and that's something I've tried to stress to the girls a lot this year because I know last year it was a lot of just kick the ball up and let's run on to it and see what our forwards can do. So it's a little bit different this year and they're still trying to get the hang of it and understand that maybe I don't receive the ball when I run this time, but I'm helping out my teammate by doing this run. So, Well, the season's set up a little bit interestingly. You get the scrimmage at Fort Jennings on Monday. Then you have to wait five days before you start that four game homestand and you play five games in 10 days. I mean, that's, if that's not just go straight out of the shoot, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it's going to come pretty quick here. Um, I have enough confidence in the girls at this point right now. They they do pretty well um, when you go when we pick up the intensity and in practice and everything. So obviously, a game situation is a little bit different. But Miami East is definitely going to be a tough one that first game um, on that Saturday. Um, after that, I honestly can't even remember where our schedule is. I kind of take it one game at a time. Um, ah, yes, you're taking at, to this head coaching thing right away. Yeah. <laughs> Having four games at home, though, four or five, whatever it is, that helps a lot, obviously, because then you're not having to worry about, okay, well, we're traveling, the girls are, their legs aren't warmed up when we get there, or maybe they're mentally not in the right space because they just sat on a bus talking and gossiping all the time and, or doing schoolwork or whatever to where it's, it's not a soccer mindset at that point. So 
that's it's always tough for world games just because of that that aspect of it. But um, obviously, setting up for four games that are home to start the season definitely helps kind of ease us into that a little bit better. Yeah, good comeback on the they were studying thing. Yeah, <laughs> hey, some of them do. I know when I played in high school, I would I would do homework on the bus half the time. So it's <laughs> when you do soccer all the time, you got to figure out when you got time to do your homework and your schoolwork and all of that stuff. So if it's on the bus, then it's on the bus. Well, it is kind of weird though. The way that your schedule sets out, you have two of those kind of mini, uh, I call them like the San Antonio Spurs trips where they play 12 games in 15 days, but it kind of sets up where there's two different times where you play uh, five and ten, and then it sort of spreads out for a while, and you got uh, almost a week between a couple of games. It, it's just such an odd thing where it's kind of akin to baseball that you only get really two months, and you're trying to cram what twenty games in that span. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's pretty chaotic once you get going through it. But um, I mean, I spent six years as an assistant coach at Trine University for the men's program over in Indiana, and trying to go through a college schedule is pretty much the same thing. It gets really chaotic, especially when you're traveling hour, hour and a half, two hours to away games. Whereas at least for us, everything's a little bit closer. So it makes it quite a bit easier from that regard. But yeah, it we'll get through it. It's just a matter of managing the girls and making sure that we get enough recovery time in. Um, we'll be doing weights throughout the season too to kind of minimize that injury risk as well because that's always a good thing for teams to do is wait during the season a lot of people kind of frown upon that and think that that's just taking away soccer teaching time but we've got to mix things up a little bit because if all you're doing is wait during the off season then once they get the season their muscles regress back to where they were because you now discontinued what you started so um Weights is definitely a big thing to kind of minimize that injury risk and something we will definitely utilize. And I think that'll help during those big stretches too. Well, I would like to offer you some advice, but my uh, coaching expertise would pretty much be uh, anything that I've seen on Ted Lasso. So it's probably not going to be very helpful. (laughs) Hey, it's a good show at least. (laughs) I just hate that I have to wait for new episodes to come out. Yeah, I know. I don't like that part. Either. Uh, I mean, he's you know he's got to have one or two good plays, right? Yeah, I mean, the I don't final play of the last season looked like right. it was going to be pretty good. Right. That's, yeah, I was going to try to explain that, and then I realized I have no idea how to explain it. Right? Yeah, it's a little bit. Weird. I yeah. don't know how you would explain that either, but I, I, I mean, you know, if nothing else, uh, it's entertaining. Yes, it is. It is. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I uh, I am so glad we got to talk about your program, and I, I wish you guys the best of luck this year. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for your time. Um, we look forward to the season. So, go Trojans. Get out to the park, catch some uh, Trojan soccer on the 21st. When they take on Miami East High School, the first of four, Graham St. John's and Indian Lake. Did you know the Hegemeyer Tire Service on 120 South Walnut Street in Van Wert is under new ownership? Be sure to stop in and see new owners Kevin Price and Jared Hartman today for all of your vehicle service needs or give them a call at 419-238-2140 to schedule your next appointment. 
If you need tires, then you need Hegemeyer Tire Service at 120 South Walnut Street in Van Wert. Hegemeyer Tire Service is a proud sponsor of Lincoln View Baseball and says go Lancers. And as always, a big thank you to them. And as uh, I can't say enough, a big thank you to Lee Kinsel and Big E. I know he is chomping at the bit to uh, see the Vanderbilt Cougars get in the uh, season and get started with the defense of that state title from last year. I can't blame them. A team will obviously be pretty good throughout the Western Buckeye League this year. But a big thanks to Lee Kinsel. You can find them on West Irvin Road in Van Wert or at LeeKinsel.com. And a big thanks to Padraig Murphy for uh, coming in and talking about the Bakken's girls' soccer program. And uh, Trisha Dietz, the uh, Bakken's volleyball coach, I absolutely adored getting to talk to both of them. And uh, such a positive thing. If you can listen to those interviews and not want to turn back the clock or, uh, probably easier, want your kid to go play for them, then I don't know what to tell you because I I wanted to try to suit up and they probably wouldn't take me. That's a whole other issue, but... I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, be sure to uh, hit us up on iTunes. Let us know what you think. And we'll talk about high school football next week as we get started down the uh, trail. All hopefully, I want to get a cross-country coach or uh, maybe a soccer coach again on here as well and uh, talk about some tennis and some golf. We do it all. Hit me up on Twitter, at Around the Hearn, on the Facebook, and uh, have a great night. Even better tomorrow, get out and support local high school sports. That's what this show was all about. Here I go. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.